Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerate podcast. I am your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. What's going on? Another week down. We had a Christmas party at work, ate a lot of really good food, was worthless in the afternoon. Uh, I got Friday off, so I just got one more day of work. So things are great. How about you? Nice. Uh, pretty good. We got a uh, Grinch-themed Christmas party on Saturday, so that'll be fun. And best part is you don't even have to dress up. You can just go as yourself. Yeah, because I'm not a big Christmas person, and my wife is like Christmas it, all year round. Oh. I don't know, but... Yeah, you've probably had your, you know, tree up since 4th of July. It's like Christmas in July. At the Bellevue. Every year, every year the Christmas tree goes up like a week earlier. Yeah. And I don't get it because I grew up in a household where sometimes the Christmas tree didn't get put up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're polar opposite like backgrounds of family. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be in Ankeny this weekend. So hopefully, um, let's see here, maybe Grim joins. But sounds like Chad and Tweet are going to go out for some drinks. We'll see uh, See if any trades happen. Because I know, I know for sure Chad's going to want to. Uh, what's up? We had a lag. Oh, no. But I think we're good. Okay. It's gone now, so I don't know. But Chad's going to do what? I don't know, maybe Chad's going to want to trade for uh, Notre Dame's quarterback one, uh, Buchner. That's what I'm hoping. He owes me a beer. Is that? He, he owes me a beer. Quarter- okay. So he. Is that their quarterback one? Uh, that's who I told him it's going to be. I think it could be. Um, Probably. Otherwise, I could see them going out into the. Transfer portal and getting Graham Mertz. That just seems like a Notre Dame thing to do. Devin Leary. Devin Leary, I could see that too. But and, uh, they, they also got that Kenny Minchie yep. coming in. Yep. He looks pretty good. But, I mean, obviously he's going to be a true freshman, so who knows. Yeah. So let's get into the quick hitters. Well, first, sorry, before I get into that, Make sure you download, rate, and review the podcast, because I know not all of you are downloading. Let's pick it up. Quick hitter. High T, low T. I'm just going to call this, like, the Brett Hafner Bowl, because what you may not know is is Brett is, you know, he kind of picks what when he's a Kansas fan versus when he's a Kansas State fan. For football, it's Kansas State. For for basketball, it's Kansas. Like when we were younger, don't get it, Brett. But came from Kansas, so there was for the Liberty Bowl. High T, low T. Missouri and Kansas are squared up to be in the Liberty Bowl. That's where the SEC plays the Big Twelve. Both teams are six and six. But then, I believe it was Missouri said, no, we don't want to play Kansas because we've got a big game against Kentucky in basketball that day, and we don't want to lose fans. Uh, 
to going to this basketball or to this football game. High T, low T, Jacob. One of the more low T things I've ever heard in my life because. What do you mean you don't want to lose fans for basketball? Basketball doesn't pay the bills. Football pays the bills. So get your fans there. I like, just they're, they're, it, They ran away from Kansas. Kansas football. Yeah. I, I just I don't get it. The SEC the SEC scared of the Big Twelve, is what I heard. That is the lowest T thing I've ever heard in my life. I just can't believe I am of the Viewpoint like you get chosen to be in a bowl game, like I get it. Schools can decline and stuff, but you get the opportunity to play in a bowl game. You take who comes to you and offers you that bowl, and you play whoever that person, that other team is. Even if you're the Hawkeyes playing Kentucky for the second year in a row, like Grant, they're gonna be drastically different teams with. Different quarterbacks, and that's a whole other thing. Teams playing in bowl games with like pretty much all backups. It's, I don't know, not going to be fun football to watch. And it used to be something I really enjoyed, and I think it's only going to go downhill. Uh, with this league, like it might be a little bit fun. Like we have enough like freshmen and all that kind of stuff that we, hey, we just want to see them play. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like if you're wanting a good game, with the best players, not trending that way. So, Brett, you're from Kansas. I want to hear your thoughts about Missouri backing away from Kansas in in football. The other big thing that happened in, well, I guess we'll get to the NCAA news. In 2024, there will be a 12-team playoff. What are your thoughts with the 12-team playoff? I mean, I like the 12-team playoff, I guess, because it's nice to give like teams just a chance to win a national championship where this is really the first year where we kind of have a little bit different teams, I guess, in that top four. Yeah. But 12-team playoff, I like it. Same time, the top four is probably good enough. To be honest, like those are probably the teams that are your top four teams that are going to get into that twelve team playoff are probably head and shoulders above the other ones. Yeah, I'm twelve teams was inevitable. Like it's going to happen. It's a money maker. But just give me the four teams, top four. I don't really need to see Alabama roll Cincinnati again in like these early early matchups. Maybe the whatever, I can't remember what year it was, the UCF team that said we're the national champions. Maybe they would actually, you know, pull one or like the Boise State Fiesta Bowl type thing. Like, sure. But odds odds are like that's going to happen one out of ten times. Like, I don't know. It is nice because you might get that big upset, you know, which is fun. But one of those top four teams are probably winning it all. Yeah, just give me the four. That's all I need. All right. Next piece of news. If you played for Virginia in 2022, you get an extra year of eligibility in 2023. Now, I can't remember exactly how it was. Is if you're, I think it is 
if you were a senior and you're out of eligibility or you're just out of eligibility in 2022, you get an extra one for 2023. But you don't have to stay with the team. So just a lot harder to figure out what's going on and why why it came from Virginia was because of the death of the teammates and they had like two games canceled. So the NCAA granted people who are ending their year this year an extra year. So you got the COVID years. Well, now you get like this extra Virginia year. So it is what it is, but just really hard to keep track of all the years of eligibility people have plus the transfer portals. It's like that game show um, where the points don't matter and the games are made up. Can't remember the Wayne Brady was on that show. What's that show called, Jacob? Um, Who, whose line is it anyways? Line? Yeah. yeah that's whose line is it, is it anyways? So we got some senior bowl additions since the last time we spoke. Chad got Jake Hayner added and Tweet got Eric Gray added. Coaches. Let's just talk about it. Prime. Prime is going to Colorado. Thoughts on going to Colorado? Um, one, Colorado got a steal. Two. They paid him six, $6 million a year, and they said they still don't even have the $6 million yet, but they'll find a way. <laughs> Here's what I know. That dude was recruiting top talent to Jackson State. Now that he's going Power 5, he's going to have whatever he wants. Now, he's not going to have, like, Drake May, right? But at the same time... He doesn't need as much money because people want to play for him. Like, he's a cult figure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the SWAC was a low-T conference. You can just beat up on people. It was high-T the moment that he got a job in the SWAC. But, like, those are... Like, he's bringing people to go... He's bringing... D1 athletes to go play against the FCS guys. Well, now he's going to have D1 guys go up against D1 guys. And, you know, sometimes not all pure athletes just out-athlete the other team. Like, you actually have to work as a team. So I'm kind of curious on how that goes. He also seems to be more of like a, a coach that does the CEO stuff. I'm sure he works with the DBs and whatnot, but like, I'm yeah, excited yeah. to see all the coordinators that come in. Yeah, I think him hiring like really good coordinators and other coaches is going to be crucial to like success of like wins and losses. But I'm just telling you, he's not going to be hurting for talent. Yeah. He's not going to. I mean, think about like Iowa State, okay? Matt Campbell's done a fantastic job. Would you trade Matt Campbell? Would I trade Matt Campbell for Dion in Ames bringing in this type of talent? Would you? Yes, because you want that Donald Trump money to help with the recruiting, and uh, Dion can get you that. Well, I think actually what Dion brings is the fact that he doesn't need as much money as some of these other guys. Jimbo Fisher, he needs a lot of money. 
know who doesn't need a lot of money? What? What do to you mean? For, to go play for Prime. Do you mean that he needs a lot of money to be paid or to get recruits? To get recruits. Gotcha. I think recruits, like, do you want to play for Brian Kelly or do you want to go play for Prime Time? You want to play for the guy who had a fake Southern accent <laughs> or Prime? That's an e- that's an easy pick for me. Well, we can just ask any player on Tweets NFL team. We yeah. can ask. Would you? Okay, so caveat here. I'm just saying, there's probably like would you schools who are in a better in a, in better position without Dion than with him. How so? Coach Riley over at USC, USC was garbage last year, turned that place around in like a year. How, like, honestly, Colorado is probably one of the bottom five schools in Division One. Yeah, that's how, why it pisses me off that Iowa State wasn't like, hey, Dion, come over here. How, how quick can he turn a Colorado team around in, I would say, a pretty poor Pac-12 with after next year having... UCLA and USC out of there, like in three years is is no, it's, no, it's next year. Next year, okay. So is he's not okay? They're not winning one game next year. I can guarantee that. So he's turning it around in one year. I mean, at least an improvement. Yeah, from what they have, which isn't hard, but at the same time, like I don't know. To me, I, to me, it was just such an obvious thing that this guy is going to get all the talent that he wants. I just don't understand why Colorado. Well, like, it's beautiful. Have you been to Boulder? I've never been to Colorado. Boulder's, I mean, like as a like a town, it's it's up there, man. It's he cool. he he goes from Florida. You know, I would say a lot of Florida kids have that prime time swag type thing. I don't know. I just it seems like a weird fit initially. Also coordinator wise, offensive coordinator, they hired the head coach from UTSA, I believe. And he's working on getting coach Zimmer to be his defensive coordinator, the uh, former Vikings head coach. I mean Zimmer wasn't a good head coach, but he's definitely a good <laughs> defensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, so that seems interesting to me. But I don't know with just with the way the portal works now and NIL, like he's just in such a position where he can he can truly like change college football a little bit. Like with, he's a celebrity. Question for you. Who would you rather play for if they coached a college team? Peyton Manning or Randy Moss? Me? Sure. Like, this comes down to how much you want to win, okay? (laughs) I think I would rather play for Randy Moss because the team would absolutely be lit. We <laughs> would have a great time. Peyton Manning, I would go there if I was very talented. 
and I was um, wanting to win a lot and get to the NFL. Not saying Randy Moss doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I'm just saying there's probably a little bit different dynamic, and it's probably a little more fun wherever Randy's at. So, Jackson State job is open. Who gets the? Who do you offer the job to? Randy Moss or Peyton Manning? You're the AD. You get a pick. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. All right. You heard it here first. Randy Moss will be the next head coach at Jackson State. Why not? <laughs> All right. Peyton would be kind of a weird, like... <laughs> Historically back, black college coach? Like, I'm not saying it, w- it wouldn't work or it wouldn't be, a, like, a good hire. I'm just saying there's probably, like, a bit of a cultural difference there, right? I mean... I guess I don't understand or, what I you're saying. I would assume. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean... I don't understand what you're saying. What cultural differences are there? He's from the South. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean... We'll move on to the next thing. Scott Satterfield, Satterfield goes on from Louisville as the head coach to Cincinnati. And also, a few days later, Ruben Owens, the number one running back per 24-7 and a lot of other sites... A Louisville commit has now decommitted and then committed within the hour to uh, Texas A Texas A M. So I do think that Satterfield was probably going to get fired at Louisville, and that would have made us four for four on coaches getting fired if he had gotten fired. We we killed it. Like we we nailed that. So we did a great job. Who's the Satterfield call? That was me. Nice. I'm just like, Louis, like, he had, like, I think his first year was a winning record, and then since then it's, he's just been, like, 500. And it, I mean, you're in the ACC. Like, that's probably not going to cut it. Nice. Uh, Brom, head coach for Purdue, is now going to Louisville. So... I would, you know, in college, systems really do matter because coaches are very stubborn and we're going to find kids that fit our system. So I would assume we're going to see that kind of Purdue high passing offense go over to Louisville. So Chris Bell, let's go. Let's go. All (laughs) right. And then today, um, some interesting news is Phil Longo, the OC at North Carolina is now the OC at Wisconsin, worked with Luke Fickle for a little bit. Um, Very interesting move, and we'll see if that uh, helps keep Drake May with North Carolina or if it uh, persuades him to to leave. Um, I, I do not think that Drake May will stay a Tar Heel and... I know he just came out and said I'm I'm a Tar Heel, but I don't buy it. So, also big departure for Wisconsin. I mean, you got UNC's basically offensive coordinator coming into Wisconsin, who traditionally just run the ball every single play. Yep. So that that's kind of interesting. Maybe that also means Braylon Allen on the move. Could be. So, 
some stuff to watch out for today. Also, Fleck is going to row the the boat for seven more years, all the way to 2029 in Minnesota. Probably one of the better coaches that they've had in a, a long time. Yeah. So good get for them. That's all of the coach news I have. Uh, going pro tweet, you have uh, Devin Achain going pro, and Jacob, you have uh, Evan Hall going pro. So congratulations to you guys. And now we will talk transfer portal. So I'm going to try to run through these quick. Ollie Jennings, Brett, Austin Reed, Ian, Austin Stogner, Chad, Braden Presley, Ian, Brennan Armstrong, Corey, Brian Cardwell, Patrick, Christian Leary, myself, Dakari Collins, Grim, Dante Cephas, Tweet, Devin Leary, Jacob, DJU Patrick, Dominique Lovett, Corey, Donovan Smith, Nate, Dorian Singer, Grim, Drew Pine, Chad, I think, Uh, EJ Williams, Grim, Graham Mertz, Grim, Haynes King, is he with you, Jacob? Yep. Hudson Hudson Card, Chad, Jaheim Bell, Grim, Jeff Sims, Corey, JoJo Earl, myself, Keaton Slovis, Tweet, LJ Johnson, myself, Nathan Carter, Grim, Nick Evers, Ian, Phil Djokovic, Chad, Ra Ra Thomas, Tweet, Ramondre Davis, or Ray Davis, as he likes to be called now, Corey, Ryan O'Keefe, Chad, Sean Tyler, Chad, Spencer Sanders, Brett, Theo Weiss, Corey, Treshawn Holden, Patrick, Travion Cooley, Patrick, Trey Sanders, Jacob, Troy O'Meary, Brett, and Aiden Robbins, Tweet. Boom. Those are all of the guys that are in the transfer portal that are on our teams. I did all of the people that I thought I recognized and put them to a team that I thought they were. I did not fact-check any of those. So sorry if I got any of them wrong or added people that weren't on anybody's team. But I feel like I I feel like I did pretty good on that. What is one name that was surprising to you that was on that list um, in some fashion or that you're – Let's go with one surprising name and one name that you're excited to see where they go. Um, surprising name. I wouldn't say a surprising name, but the amount of Alabama wide receivers that are hitting that portal. I mean, their wide receiver room wasn't even that good, and now they're that's what, that's what I mean. Like it wasn't even that good, and then they're all hitting the portal. So I, I. To me, it's just like, what's going on there? I'm not quite sure because really they only need one good year at Alabama to get drafted pretty highly. So um, that was surprising. And then you didn't mention him, but Justin Williams Thomas is a guy that I was really high on as a running back. I think I took him second round this last year. Oh, I missed him. In our supplemental draft. And I don't know what happened. I believe the first game of the year – he had like two carries, had a fumble. They pulled him. Then he didn't get back into a game until week eleven. So I'm kind of excited for him to go somewhere new for me personally. And then um, Trey Sanders, just because 
here's a guy who kind of had the whole world in front of him as the number one running back recruit and then had that injury. So kind of excited for him to go somewhere and hopefully showcase what he can do. I think the name that surprised me the most was Austin Reed. Yeah. Going from D2 to G5 and now probably Power 5. He must have either, like, I don't know. He was, like, 70% of Zappy, and Zappy's not, like, all-world great with the Patriots, but you can say he could go to the NFL in that system and still light it up. So I think this kind of hurts Ian from a fantasy perspective because he was QB5 on the year, um, but then maybe helps his NFL stock. He'll, he's, he's, it was definitely an interesting, uh, shocking one to see there in the portal. The one I am most excited. Well, he, only, he only has like a year of eligibility left, right? Uh, two. I think two he's got, COVID. I think he's got two years. Not for certain. Um, the other one that I'm kind of excited to see where he goes is honestly, I, I, I'm between two people, DJU or Dominique Lovett. Because Lovett, like, really surprised me with how he did it in Missouri, and now he's gone. So I'm I'm curious where he goes. But DJU was, like, a consensus top quarterback prospect. Lost everything there at Clemson. Where does he go, and is he able to rehab his... NFL stock. So he's the one that I'm most excited to see where he goes. He's from California. Does he go back to the West Coast? Does he go to UCLA, who just lost a DTR to graduation? Does he go there? I don't know. Does he go to Arizona State, which just got a new head coach, um, the offensive coordinator for Oregon, who just kind of rehabbed Bo Nix's draft capital? Does he go to Arizona State? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if he can show, like, if he can have one good year of, like, good tape, he's already got the pedigree. I mean, he's going to probably get to the NFL. Someone's going to take a chance on him. Does he go to Oregon State? Oregon State has a pretty solid defense and a solid team and needs a quarterback. I mean, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if he goes out, out west. But that's where I kind of think he will end up going. Um, any NFL news you want to talk about? None. Perfect. I time. We'll get into our Malik Willis Week 13 stats where he went 2 for 4 for 16 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did have one carry for 8 yards. Unfortunately, he was not able to power his team to a victory. They lose to your Eagles 35-10. to 10. Yeah. I mean, he was Ryan doomed. Tan- he was- Ryan Tannehill also had the same stat line. So. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was kind of a game where everything was going good for us. So. so no update to our trade counter. Just as a reminder, uh, Monday at 11.59, I guess, would be the last day to do trades as the NFL side will be closed. You can still do college for college at that point because our colleges are open, but you have to wait on the NFL stuff until our playoffs are done. Uh, I don't have any way too early 2023 power rankings. Uh, 
I asked the group. They said that we need a lot. You know, we need a lot more data. They need to crunch a lot more numbers. Uh, I believe one of the carrier pigeons had a had a bummed wing. It just wasn't working this week. Let's get into our week thirteen NFL matchups. Take it away, Jacob. All right. So I wrote these with like ten minutes before this podcast. So don't expect too much. First one, me versus Patrick. Patrick's squad took care of business and gave my team a big fat L. It basically ensured that Luke will retain the number one seed and get a bye in the first round of playoffs, which should make him feel very good. <laughs> Makes me feel great. It should. It oh. should. Well, I mean, it's important, right? I mean, full PPR leagues, a lot of things can kind of happen. Yeah. So... Not having to play a week is a big a big uh, benefit. Yeah, because you could like have a really good team and score like over two hundred points and happen to face somebody else who scores over two hundred points. Am I right, Ian? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go this ahead. This is about me and Patrick. Sorry, sorry. So if you can wait for your matchup, that'd be great. Okay, that my bad. Um, as much as I enjoyed watching the what the Eagles did to the Titans. Marcus Epps trying to decapitate Traylon Burks had me all mixed up emotionally. My favorite thing in football is big hits from safeties, but why does it have to happen to my favorite wide receiver prospect since I started playing Dynasty Fantasy Football? Patrick's team has sneakily been putting up significant points for the past four weeks. His squad may be peaking at the right time. Definitely a team you're not going to want to run into in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I think he he's put up at least like 170-plus the last four weeks. So things are kind of coming together, and yeah. Luke versus Ian. This was a barn burner. Luke gets the win, but Ian's team is coming together for a playoff push. I didn't see it coming. But a win this week and a loss from Brett and Ian is playoff bound. Gets that four seed if he can get that win. He can be a six and eight four seed. Just unbelievable. Unreal. And last year's champ. Puts up 224 points this week and just not enough. Like, if. If Ian didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all this year. Both sides. <laughs> True. So then Nate versus Corey. Nate gets the win in this snoozer. Biggest takeaway here is Kenneth Walker has the injury bug. Something to monitor for him, as I personally feel that there are three to five running backs in this next class that are just as good as Kenneth Walker. This might be the time to sell, Nate. There could be... Your boy, Fusu Vu, I think said somewhere at one point that there are like 10 or 12 Kenneth Walkers in this draft. That's more aggressive than I'll go, <laughs> but <laughs> that guy knows his stuff. I'd like, say what you want about him, like, that guy is on players way earlier than, like, anybody else. So, yeah, he, he I can't remember where, at, where or when I saw that, but I definitely know it came from Fusu, and I was like... Like you said, I was like, that's a bold, that's a bold, I mean, there are a lot of really good running backs, but that's a bold statement. It's bold, but at the same time, like, 
you look at Kenneth Walker, you look at Zach Evans, kind of similar players, like didn't really catch passes. Um, trying to think, like. Does that sound like a very Fusuvu thing to put out there in the ether? <laughs> he swings big, he misses big, and he also hits absolute dingers. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. And so, I don't know. It, it gets under some people's skin, but I like it. I like the boldness. Unfortunately, Nate doesn't trade a lot, so pro- no one would probably get Kenneth Walker. I'm just saying, like... Do you trade him? Do you trade him for Sean Tucker Plus? I would. Would you? Um, yeah, right now I would. See, I like I'm I'm pretty high on Sean Tucker, but I'm not so high on Sean Tucker as I I'm not just taking into account talent i'm also taking into account that like the nfl just doesn't seem to like syracuse for like running backs like recently yeah that's because of the running backs that they have there so but then like the seahawks like to pound the ball kenneth walker can run the ball like you know he's gonna run yeah but ray rice happened at rutgers right yeah Ever since then, Rutgers running backs get drafted way too much. I don't care what anyone has to say. Isaiah Pacheco is awful. He could be replaced tomorrow. I heard somebody say he he moves his feet a lot to not go very far. He just runs straight forward. Like I, like, I don't think he's ever actually made anybody miss. I don't know. All right, so where was I? Tweet. Tweet versus... The Dweller. Tweet gets the win over this rotting corpse that is the Dweller squad. I think if I was asked to choose which NFL roster I would prefer to manage going forward, it would be Tweet's. That's a big yikes, Chad. Like, which one would you prefer, Luke? I would have to look at their teams. Let me... Go for it. You you do the next matchup. I'll, I'll look at their squad. Do the next one. Next one, Grimm versus Brett. Brett gets the win over Grimm this week, which is actually a huge win for Brett. Um, Basically, he just needs to win this next week, and he is in the playoffs. So, there we are. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm looking at at the Dwellers team. Yep. It's like, okay, you got Kenny Pickett. Don't really know what's going to happen, but young quarterback, not – Awful right now. Okay. Jeff Wilson, don't want. Kamara, he's probably in jail next year. Plus, he's not doing anything in that offense. Yep. Cooper, I think, is is good. You got Watson coming back. That should be okay. But probably a wide receiver two, end of wide receiver one-ish. Something like that. Thielen's going to be done soon. Tight ends don't really matter. I do like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Good wide receiver three type. Flex guy. Landry Old, Mostert. I mean, he owns the Miami backfield, which is probably a bad idea. Marvin Jones. Lazard. 
what happens with Aaron Rodgers. You got Jimmy, who's now hurt. Russell Wilson. Uh, this is this is rough. I mean, you have Odell and let me click on that. Yes, you have Antonio Brown still on your team. Okay, woof. Okay, I I heard the shot that you just took there on having Antonio Brown rostered. I probably wouldn't have dropped him yet either. Have you seen him play football? Not lately. Have you? I sure haven't seen him play lately. Well, I'm just saying he was out of the league for. But honestly, on Chad's team, like a long time. And then Tampa Bay just brings him in, and he's a wide receiver one. Well, on Chad's team, he could stay on there forever. Because I thought about trading for him. Do you know why? Because he could be a wide receiver one when he comes back. No. No. He can't because be. He just, he just feels like a guy that should be on my roster. <laughs> then, I look at, then I look at Tweet's team. Rodgers, who knows if he's around. Najee, okay, young running back, whatever. Not that young. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Slayton, okay, you got Judy. Maybe you can get something out of him. Uh, Dulcich is Okay. Chris Olave, I like that team. Tua, okay. Jordan Love, maybe inherits, okay, makes sense. Jameson Williams. You got Carter. Valus Jones, the stud everyone knows about. I can't believe Tweet took Velas Jones before Jelani Woods in our draft. Tutu Atwell, just a stud. Bateman, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I think I actually would. I would actually want to have comeback trains uh, team over the cellar dwellers. Chad, you best do some moving because that looks that looks really gross. And I know what you got. Mayor coming up. You got a tight end coming up. Actually, you're like the tight end whisperer. You probably have like 12 tight ends that are going to get drafted. I don't understand how you do it. But I don't know who else you have coming up there, Chad. So He's got Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah, that's right. He made that trade for Anthony Richardson. He declared for the draft. He, could, mean, pr- he could probably get a me, haul for him. To me, that's that's a player where there's just a lot of risk there. So let someone else take on that risk. And, you know, bundle up some players. I'll give you a bunch of players for AR. Uh, He doesn't like that. He doesn't like to be, like, associated with a gun. So he likes to be called Anthony Richardson. He doesn't like to be AR-15. Oh. AR is fine. Okay. So, anyways. These two teams need to be doing some work here. I know Tweet's got a couple guys coming up building a strong college team but let's figure it out boys yeah I think I think anytime you score under 100 points in this league <laughs> big, it's a big red flag I mean we're a full PPR league and we start 
two quarterbacks, let alone. <laughs> they like, start two quarterbacks <laughs> in a crap ton of flex positions. Like, you shouldn't be scoring under 100. So, you talked a little bit about the playoffs. I kind of want to talk a little bit. So, we got myself. I've locked up the one pretty much. I can... A lot of things could happen where you and I could switch, but I have a one-game lead on you and 150 points, which in Grimm's game theory of 170 being the normal, like I've pretty much got a two-game lead on you. So Not prob- really, because we're, score- we're scoring 500 points this week. <laughs> so got that. Grimm is locked into the two-seed. He's got a game lead up on uh, Brett. And then two on Ian. So, I mean, he's pretty much got that locked up. But pretty much he's got two endpoints. He's got another two games on Brett. So, essentially a three-game lead on Brett with one to go. Jacob, you're pretty much locked into that three seed. Um, You've got a... Let's see here. Yeah. So, you're fine. You're fine. Brett and Ian, you, you alluded to playing for that four seed. Brett's winning in. Otherwise, Ian needs a win and a Brett loss. And then Corey and Patrick playing for the five six seed. Uh, currently, Corey's up on Patrick by 14 points, so there could be some jockeying there. But Nate is only one game back. Um... I don't remember if it's of both of them. I think it's of both teams. Do you happen to know off the top of your head? No. All right. Well, let me look at it. It's great radio here. Yeah, so Nate's only one game back of Corey and Patrick, um, but he's also behind by, like, in relative points, like .7. So he's like a game, almost two full games behind them. So he's going to have to put up a lot of points. And then we've got some bye weeks this week, so it's going to be a little bit rough. So you're, there's a chance, Nate. you got a small chance, but don't like your odds. Yeah, this bye week kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize as many teams were going to be on bye this week. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor... At least it's not next week in the playoffs. Yeah. So. But, like, Lamar may or may not play. And, like, Deshaun Watson, I think he's eventually going to be, you know, get back to, like, top ten quarterback. That's not probably not happening this year. So, like, I, I was like, I'm going to start a skill player. And then I'm looking at my roster with the bye weeks, and I'm like, I can't find one. <laughs> so we're, we're rolling out. How Deshaun. do you feel about having a three seed – do you think you might get in and be bounced week one? Let's say you anything play Pat. See, anything can happen. Like, that certainly could happen. Like, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. But at the same time, I'm glad that I didn't trade, like, a bunch of pieces to kind of... Get, bro- get a broken that? get a broken Jalen Waddle. Who does that to somebody? Trades for Jalen Waddle and then tells them to get hurt. Well, Talk listen, to you, Nate. But, but, like, if I had actually, like, if the trade between me and Nate had gone through and I got Jalen Waddle, and then here I am sitting without a Lamar and 
like I traded away all those pieces for Waddle and then he's hurt too, I'd be like that no bueno. That would be rather, that would be like what happened to Nate last year. Trade all yeah, those pieces. I would, I would rather just wait till next year where I'm getting a few more pieces and figure it out. So Well, uh we got did have yeah, our I mean who saw that coming? Those trades you made and they're like not scoring points for you. Nothing happening. I'm actually not even I I don't even think I'm going to play Mark Andrews. Yep. But I don't think I'm going to play Waddle this week or ETN just because Waddle's in the late game. I don't really know what's happening. Probably won't get enough news. And then uh, ETN, I just think there's still something up with that foot that's not quite right. I'll play Hawkinson, who's got a revenge game against Detroit. He's bound to get a touchdown. That just seems like a Dan Campbell thing to do. Uh, or, not a Dan Campbell, a, uh, what's what's their, Kevin? Is it Kevin? Who's the, uh, who's the head coach for the Vikings? I can't remember. Well, it seems like something they would want to do. Like, Zimmer. <laughs> See, it seems like something like that would just happen. And then I'm going to play Zeke against Houston. Like, everybody scores against Houston. Like, he's bound to get a touchdown. So, Yeah, I just think it. Like, none of those players are, like, bad bets for, like, the future for you. But at the same time, it's like you they got under your roster and just got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> just have, have not done great yet. Well... Our power rankings did come in for the NFL side uh, before the carrier pigeon clipped his wing um, and wasn't able to get us the NCAA stuff for the way too early 2023s. But, uh, Jacob, what do we got here for power rankings? All right. Well, it looks like we had one change. Um, so, first, so number one in the power rankings, Luke. Number two, Jacob. Number three, Graham. Four, Corey. Five, Patrick. Six, Ian. Seven, Brett, who moves up one spot. Nate moves down one spot to eight. Chad at nine and Tweet at ten. But honestly... I think I think Tweet's at nine. Tweet should be a nine. Give him I nine. Think so I think so, too. Well, I just went through that roster... Just went through that roster, and without going through the college roster, I think his college roster is has more pro potential than Chad's. Give, give the people what they want. Give Tweet that bump up next week. Cellar dweller going to be down there. In the cellar. In the cellar, in the filth, <laughs> rolling around. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you do. You got to... You got to take like your best pieces and really like trade them off. See how much you can get. I don't know. Brett could be the Brett or Ian are going to be the four seed, and they are down at six and seven in power rankings. Only one of those teams do I not want to play in playoffs though. And that would be Ian. Ian's correct. The ch- the champ. You know, yeah, you're gonna have to put up at least over 224 points. God, how mad do you think Ian is? Do you think he makes it all the way to this part, or do you think he shut it off when he talked about that he lost? And I think if he makes playoffs, he's not that mad, but he's got to make it. Right. I'm just talking about 
listening to the podcast, do you think he got to that point that he lost and he just turns it off and he's not even making it to this part? Um, he seems pretty even keel. Like I don't I don't think he gets too emotional. Like if you had done that to Grim, like it, it was off. Like <laughs> we're gonna turn this podcast off. Yeah, I I can see that. You'd be like, ah, oh, it's getting pretty late, guys. I gotta go to bed. It's like, hey, it's nine a.m. It's like, yeah, yeah. I will say that whether I win or lose, everybody should hope that I don't win because I am I am an awful winner, <laughs> and I'm actually a pretty good loser. Like I, I take I take my L's, but at the same time, if I win, you're gonna hear about it. I you don't, you don't want to play me in the playoffs and lose to me. I will tell you. I don't think I mentioned it on the playoffs. Maybe I did, or in the on the podcast. I had planned on just sticking to my plan. Twenty twenty three is when I was going to start competing. Twenty twenty four is that was going to be my competitive year. I get a trade that has Zeke in it, and that was the trade that. Everything else pursued afterwards. Getting Zeke. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have much time. I got to do this. And here I am. You guys built this monster. Listen, my goal was to be competitive this year after being terrible last year. Um, so we hit that goal. I just knew that, like, I, I knew what I had in, like, Bijan coming up. And it's like, I kind of got to wait, like, next year very different like i'd probably sell out way more for the playoffs than this year but because reality is Bijan, fantastic prospect right yeah but the reality is is i'm gonna get about four years out of him so i got four years to make shit happen i am trying to take a look at our last year and I mean, what? like, even Adrian Peterson, you go back and look at his stats, like, you maybe got six or seven top seasons from him. Like, and that's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. The running back game is, like, churn and burn a little bit. So, the teams that made the playoffs last year, we had Nate and Ian get the one and two seed. Then we had uh, Patrick, Grimm, Corey, and Brett. So Brett has taken some steps back, but might sneak in. And other and then Nate took some significant steps back. And then a lot of just unluckiness from Ian this year. Yeah, but Nate's college roster is kind of looking nice. Yep, it is. So... Grim got third place last year. Will he finish in third again this year? He'll be the two seed, but he's going to have to go. Well, I mean, he should finish second, right, with the way the bracket's set up. Yep. Everything gets reseeded, so it's just like the real NFL. The the highest seed's always going to play the lowest seed. Um, Our bottom five last year... um, was uh, me, 
Chad. Our bottom four was me, Chad, Tweet, and yourself. And you and I battled for last place. And here we are. Probably one of the strongest teams. Guys, we can rebuild a team in a year. It can happen. If it takes you longer than a year to rebuild a team, you've messed up. Why? Why do you say that? Because you don't have the talent to do it, or you're too stubborn to do it, or both? You're too stubborn, and, like, you're holding on to something that just isn't there. Like, I don't care how good of a player you might have on your roster. If you're a terrible roster, top to bottom, that guy has to go. Like, you have to you have to get multiple pieces for that. And then you have to hope that some of those hit so that you can get, again, multiple pieces. Yeah, or even just betting on multiple pieces that you think are going to increase in value like even marginally like in the near future like rookie wide receivers rookie running backs all that kind of stuff but i mean it's a luxury to be able to like have deandre hopkins on my roster and realize that i'm probably not going to be able to like trade him for much like he it's a luxury to realize that a player just might retire on my roster Yep. Because. That's what Zeke's going to do for me. I doubt anybody's going to want Zeke. Not for much. Not for. No. So. All right. Well, that does it for us tonight. Just under an hour. We kind of freelance there for a bit. But that will do it for us. Our next episode should be Thursday, uh, the 15th, roughly 9 p.m. We'll recap our Week 14 matchups and whatever other crazy stuff happens in college. And then we're going to be right around that Christmas time, so we'll have to see what we do that week of the 19th, and then we'll probably take you know that week after Christmas. We'll probably take it off, let's be honest. It's Christmas. But maybe you got time off, and maybe we do something during the day. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, that's what we got for you tonight. Thank you, and always remember, score more than 224 points if your playoffs depend on it. Good night, and good luck.